bitch. Is that better? Is bitch better? Is bitch better? Is bitch better? Hey, bitches. Welcome back to another episode of Bitches Better. I'm your host, Raven, and oh my God, what a week it has been, y'all. So much shit has happened, and I am so excited to talk about it, so let's just get right into it. Okay, so first of all, um, apparently Brandy is leaving Real Housewives with Dallas. She put out this weird statement on her Instagram. Um, I'm just going to read it. Okay, so it says, Today I pray that life brings each of you happiness, and in prayer, John 10.28 kept calling me. I prayed that the baggage of mistakes, feeling rejected, used, and unworthy are no longer tied to anyone's soul. I'm choosing to set myself free and lean into Jesus, and I pray you'll join me if you too have these desires. We are worth happiness, grace, love, compassion, and so much more. Stay strong and believe in yourself because God always believes in you and is with you. I also want to thank you all for being a part of my journey these past few years. I have loved sharing my life with you, but sometimes things come to an end. The best kind of ends are happy endings, and I choose happiness. Sending you all my love and prayers. Um, okay. <laughs> so, now maybe I'm dumb, but I didn't, like, immediately get that she was leaving from that statement. Like, I just felt like it was, like, a weird... Like, if everyone else hadn't said that she was leaving Real Housewives of Dallas, <laughs> like, from this statement, I would have never known. And maybe that's because I'm dumb, but, like, if you want to announce that you're leaving the show, <laughs> why not just come out and say it? <laughs> but it's whatever. I mean, you know, like I said last week, I've pretty much lost all interest in Dallas anyway, and if you ask me, she should have been fired for the, her racism before, so... She will not be missed by me, but um, congrats to her on her new baby, though, and hopefully she, you know, will be happy now that she is leaving the show, apparently. Okay, next up, Sheree. <laughs> she is back with her ex, Tyrone, y'all, the one that was in prison for wire fraud. So Tyrone has been locked up since October 2013, and he was doing a 10-year sentence, but they just let him out early because of COVID. And that's interesting to me because I didn't realize that that was something that was still going on, like prisons letting people out because of COVID, especially considering the fact that like America acts like the pandemic just like isn't really a big deal at all. But whatever. I know he's happy to be out. And so is Sheree. So they dated in 2013 and they broke up like whenever he went to prison. And then they got back together in 2016, and they dated until 2018. But now that he's out of prison, they're back together. And Sheree is like, this is great. Like, let's get married. <laughs> and all I have to say about that is a camera better be following them around, like, right fucking now. If she's not going to be on the next season of Real Housewives of Atlanta, then I need her on Love After Lockup. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, can you imagine... Oh, God, a girl can dream, right? Like, I know it's not going to happen, but just, like, let me have this. Okay, so the next bit of news is about Real Housewives All-Stars, the thing that all of us Bravo fans have been dreaming and, like, fantasizing about for a very long time. So this is really happening, according to Anthony Dominic, at Oliver Anthony on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And Anthony has, you know, some inside information. 
So Anthony says that this limited spinoff with the Housewives is happening, and Housewives from different cities will stay in the same house in a tropical location for one week in April. Now, unfortunately, no Potomac ladies are going to be included because they're currently filming, like, their next season, and Bravo won't let them take the time out to do this. Um, And that's really stupid to me, but, like, whatever. So now on to the housewives that are going to be featured. So they're choosing women from New Jersey, Beverly Hills, Atlanta, and New York, and they want two women from each city. Allegedly, these women are Melissa, Teresa, Rena, Kyle, Kenya, Cynthia, Sonia, and Ramona, and more than half of them have already signed on. Also, Anthony says that this isn't Housewives All-Stars. That's just what the blogs called it. <laughs> and, you know, everyone and took it and ran with it because we've been dreaming about a real Housewives All-Stars situation for forever. Um, so it makes more sense for Cynthia and Melissa to be included if it's not an All-Star situation, right? Like, no shade to them, but like, come on, you know you aren't All-Stars. <laughs> but whatever. I'm going to keep calling it um, Real Housewives All-Stars until we get an actual name for, like, whatever it is. But I'm very excited about it. I just hope that it's actually real and, you know, we're not getting excited for no reason because we do that sometimes. <laughs> All right. Time for Bad Bitch, Horrible Bitch. I'm going to start with my Horrible Bitch. I actually have three. And those Horrible Bitches are Elizabeth from Below Deck Teresa from New Jersey, and Jen Shaw from Salt Lake City for taking zero responsibility for their actions. Like, they all really put me over the edge this week with their bullshit. And I will explain further uh, when I talk about their episodes. Now, my bad bitch is just like a a group of bad bitches, and it's the ladies of Real Housewives of Atlanta because the mid-season trailer came out and it is everything. I was concerned because I was thinking there wouldn't be much going on after the Bachelorette Bolo thing, but I was wrong, okay? So we get the aftermath of the Bachelorette and the drama that goes along with it. Um, There's a trip to New Orleans. We see Cynthia's wedding, which I thought wasn't filmed because it was like a 250-person event, but obviously it was. Um, Unless they use footage, like, provided by Cynthia that was captured by, like, a videographer that she hired for the wedding or something. I don't know. Um, we also see Marla and Marla. Who's Marla? I am so sorry, Marla. That is really disrespectful. I love you. Marlo and Kenya um, going up against Portia. Uh, we see Drew <laughs> accusing Latoya of fucking a pastor. And I just really hope it's not Jamal Bryant. Like, but would we be shocked if it was? That man stays fucking people that are not Giselle. And like, it is just wild to me. Um, but anyway, the trailer is amazing. I'm beyond pleased with it. And, you know, since we're talking about Atlanta, I might as well just go into this crazy-ass episode (laughs) that we got this week. Okay, so before I get into this fucking wild-ass, like, historic episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta, I have to ask, where the fuck was Fallon? Like, remember, she is in Charleston, 
And she brought her husband with her, and they were apparently staying in the house next door. But where where was she? She wasn't at the party. So were they still in Charleston? Or did, you know, she and her husband leave early? Like, what happened? I really missed her. I wish she was at the party. I just really want to see more of her. Like, I'm very intrigued by her. So only seeing her, like, every now and then is, you know, not an ideal situation for me. Okay, into the episode. So we start the episode off with the producers asking Kenya, what is the definition of a free co? And the first thing that came to my mind was obviously future song free co. And I was like, free co's, free co's. <laughs> Bounce that ass, making knees touch elbows. So, <sighs> so I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I tell y'all that I will like never sing or rap again, but like here I am. I apologize. Can't promise that it's not going to happen again, though. (laughs) So anyway, to start the episode off like that was amazing. And I was like, okay, let's fucking go. I am ready for some free co-behavior, okay? Like, if you haven't participated in free co-behavior at least once in your life, I don't think we can be friends. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, So... You know, in this scene where the producers are asking Kenya these questions, apparently she is recreating a scene from Basic Instinct, and this was news to me. I have never seen or heard of this movie. Please do not drag me. It seems like it's iconic because everyone's like, oh my god, Basic Instinct, but like, I have no idea what it is. (laughs) I have no idea what it is. Um, Okay, so then we see Bolo standing in this big glass box in the yard. And I just want to know how long he was waiting in that box for them to get there and like get themselves ready. Like, was it an hour? Was it 30 minutes? Did he have a snack before he got in there? Like, I have questions. So everyone gets back to the house and they put on their outfits provided by candy and they look amazing. It's like, asses galore in that bitch just ass everywhere and every ass is bigger than the next like it is incredible and now about the outfits so everyone is wearing black except for kenya like for some reason she is wearing red and i don't know why i feel like if anyone should be wearing a different color it should be cynthia and you know hers ended up being white which makes sense for because she's like the bachelorette but why was kenya in red And I thought maybe it was an intention thing, but then I remembered that Candy provided the outfits for everyone. So why is Kenya the only one other than Cynthia not wearing black? Like, is she supposed to be the devil? Like, again, I have questions. So after they all get changed, Candy called Cynthia downstairs and (laughs) clueless Cynthia is like, what the hell is going on? Like, she is stunned. And Candy is like the ringmaster of this dungeon. Dungeon Master? Yeah, Dungeon Master. No, no, they're actually calling her mistress. So the ladies are just like standing around, like being sexy. Kenya is busting it wide open. And Drew says, maybe if Kenya did that, her husband would stay home. Come over to this side with me. Stay married. And I said, pardon? Like, I understand that you're still married or whatever, but wasn't your husband the one who shady dipped on you and went to Tampa for three days and you had no idea where he was or why he was there and you still don't know what he was doing there? (laughs) 
like maybe you should sit this one out, babe. Or consider joining Kenya's side and getting a divorce. Like I'm just saying. Whatever. So then they all introduced themselves to Cynthia with their alter ego names. And Cynthia was just sitting there in shock. And listen, Candy was not playing with her. She was like, you're being an auntie right now. And there's no aunties allowed in the dungeon. So change into this outfit and put on these vibrating panties. And Cynthia <laughs> Cynthia looked terrified, but she does it. Um, so then they all go outside and they see Bolo and his giant dick. And just like I said last week, Marlo was going to say something about his Chanel outfit. Gabby said she'd only, <laughs> she'd only like it if it was real. And guess what? It was not real. And Marlo called it out. And <laughs> someone on Twitter said that Dorit was going to be wearing that same outfit <laughs> on the next season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I died. <laughs> Like, you know, she'd wear the shit out of that with like a 10 foot ponytail to go with it. Side note, I am not enjoying these weird interrogation like confessionals that they're doing. Like, I just don't like them. Like, I I understand what they're trying to do, but I'm not here for it. And maybe it's because I haven't seen that movie, Basic Instinct. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. So then Bolo walks in the house and everyone loses their shit. And so do I. Like, they just completely lose it. And I'm going to use, I'm going to use Steve, uh, faces by Bravo's word damp. Like they were damp. So, you know, he starts doing his thing and they're throwing money on him and it's a good time. And Portia is all over this man. She is rubbing her ass on him. Like, let me see what you're working with here. And I'm not mad at her at all. <laughs> like get that dick girl. I mean, she has been dealing with Dennis. So to say that Bolo is an upgrade is an understatement, okay? Um, so then it's time for, like, a little break, and they put Cynthia up in the sex swing, and they're, like, activating her vibrating panties and just, like, really showing her a good time. <laughs> and now, while this is going on, Kenya is rolling around on the floor, busting it wide open all over the place again, and she's like, where is Boho? <laughs> and she. She called him Boho. She's like, bring back Boho. And I'm like, okay, first of all, put some respect on his name and get it right. It's Bolo before he comes back out here and you're calling him the wrong name. So Portia goes to go get him and she's like, um, can you come back, please? Like the girls want to see you again and the cameras are going to go. And he was like, okay, yeah, cool. So then Candy says to the producers and the cameramen, well, hopefully y'all can leave so we can like really have fun and enjoy ourselves. And Latoya was like, but there's cameras all over the house though. So the cameramen leave and they cover up the cameras in the house. At least they think they did. And I'm literally squealing at this point, y'all. I was like, you didn't cover up all the cameras. Oh my God. So then we hear Portia telling Latoya to come downstairs and fuck. She was literally like, come down here and fuck. And she says that someone is going to eat her tonight. And Shamia was like, pardon? Are you bisexual now? And Portia was like, you know what? Yes, tonight I am. And I was like, oh, my God. Also, someone pointed out that they cut the audio of Tanya saying that Portia can eat pussy good. And that was originally like in the trailer, but it wasn't in the episode. So just keep that in mind, okay? Write it down in your notes for our investigation later. Okay, so then it's the next morning. We see Bolo leave. It's 7 a.m. 
And now Kenya is ready to give us the tea, okay? So she says that she went downstairs. Oh, no, no. She went upstairs last night to check on Brooklyn. And then she heard, like, some sexy music and, like, a commotion. So she went downstairs to see what was going on. She saw Cynthia talking to Bolo. And then we get some footage. And I put that in quotes because... We can't really see much because it's a camera that's outside on the porch catching this footage of inside the house, like through the blinds. Um, But they tell us that it's Bolo standing there and talking to Cynthia and Kenya. Then (laughs) we see clearly Portia and LaToya making out. And (laughs) Portia's drunk ass is like, yeah, I kissed a couple people last night. I don't know. Maybe it was just one. I don't know. I was drunk. And I was like, yes, bitch. (laughs) You better enjoy yourself at this bachelorette party. So Kenya says she kept going upstairs and she would come back down periodically to be nosy and see what was going on. And each time she came down, it was crazier and crazier. Now, we can't see much again because the footage we're shown was shot through the window, but there's a lot of movement (laughs) and it's Bolo and different ladies, Shamia, Drew, Portia, etc. And it's like 4 a.m. at this point. So everyone has had a turn with Bolo except Tanya. And she's like, nope, not doing it. I'm going to be in big trouble. So no, like, I appreciate you being here, Mr. Bolo, but it's a no for me. And that's fine. Um, Then we hear Bolo say to Portia, as long as he has a face, she has somewhere to sit. And I said, oh, my God, (laughs) sit on his face, bitch. You have to. (laughs) So then the last time we saw everyone together was around 5 a.m. Okay, so Kenya says she went downstairs at 6 a.m. and she heard moans and groans and voices coming from the hallway. Okay, so then everyone wakes up and the plan for the day is some of them are going on a boat and some of them are staying home because I guess they're too hungover or tired or maybe they just don't want to. I don't know. I don't blame them. I'd skip the boat, too, after the night that they had. Like, you've seen one boat, you've seen them all, right? (laughs) So Candy, Drew, Shamia, and Marlo are in the kitchen, and Kenya comes down and starts Kenyang it up, okay? She's like, it smells like badissy down here, which is butt-ass dick and pussy, okay? She was like, y'all are so whoppy, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, making all of these, like, annoying borderline slut shamey comments and it's like please stop it like god so they were all like no no don't do that it wasn't us but like also shut the fuck up because what happens in the dungeon stays in the dungeon but not when kenya's involved okay so the boat girls go on the boat to fish and marlo catches a shark which was surprising (laughs) and funny to see um But anyway, I, you know, we have bigger fish to fry aside from that. So I'm whatever. So meanwhile, Kenya and Cynthia go by the pool and they talk about what they saw last night. So Cynthia says that (laughs) she watched everyone for a while and she was actually getting turned on. (laughs) To which I say, good for you, bitch. It's your party. You can get turned on if you want to. Like, enjoy yourself. (laughs) So... They saw Portia and LaToya making out, which we also saw. And apparently Tanya was on top of Toya as well, like grinding around. Um, Kenya says that she saw Drew and Bolo humping each other. And then she proceeds to act it out. And I mean, like, that's not really fair. Like, he is a stripper. That's what, that's literally what he came to do. 
but whatever. Um, now, anything outside of that is their business, <laughs> okay? She has a horrible husband, and yeah. So now, Kenya is just questioning everyone. No, she is interrogating them. Like, what time did you go to bed? Where were you? Blah, blah, blah. It's annoying, and it's not entertaining to me. Like, just talk about the night like normal people. Don't play Clue. Let us, the viewers, do that, okay? And we absolutely did. So later on, Kenya's trying to interrogate Candy, and I feel like Candy knows everything. (laughs) Like, she knows everything that went down, but she's not saying shit, and I love that. She's like, oh my god, bitch, let them have fun in peace. Damn, shut up. So Kenya says that she stood outside the door of the room where the fucking was going on for 45 minutes and just listened, which is very weird. So she heard someone saying, fuck this pussy harder. And Candy was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Are you telling me you waited outside the door for 45 minutes? And Kenya was like, absolutely, I did. And (laughs) and Candy in her confessional was like, so you made your daughter wait 45 minutes while you listen to people fuck? (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) And I died. Like, go feed your daughter, you nosy-ass, horny-ass Nancy Drew. Like, what are you doing? So, later on, uh, Kenya and Marlo make up, and I gotta say, I I don't really care about that. Again, we have bigger fish to fry, and I'm actually not happy about it. Like, (laughs) I hope this uh, little reunion, reconciliation, is short-lived because I prefer them as enemies. Like, (laughs) what does that say about me? I don't care. (laughs) So after they make up, they'd start talking about how they both heard stuff outside the room. And Kenya's eyes literally lit up because she's like, oh my God, someone else heard it. Now I have more proof. And I was like, oh God. So we also see a conversation between Toya and the other ladies about how Toya is seeing the other side of Kenya that everyone has been warning her about now. Um, with how she's acting with this whole bolo thing and trying to expose people. So I think she might be in a place of like, I need to proceed with caution, like when it comes to Kenya, which is smart. And that was it. Like when I tell y'all, I watched this episode so many times, I was hitting pause and rewind like never before. And I had the time of my fucking life. Like this episode delivered way more than I could have ever imagined. And for that, I think all of these women, even Kenya, uh, now, here is my guess for who fucked Bolo. This is my <laughs> this is my clue uh, guess. So they showed us the floor plan of the house and who was staying in each room. Right now, it's important to note that the open bedroom where everything went down was Tanya's room before she won that dumb murder mystery contest and got to upgrade her room or whatever. But I still don't think that rules her out, though. So originally, I thought it was Portia, LaToya, and Bolo because we saw Portia and LaToya making out and they're single. But LaToya has an alibi. Like... (laughs) I'm really acting like this is a fucking murder mystery or some shit. Is this CSI? No, (laughs) this is so stupid. But she had an alibi, okay? She was in her room at the time that this was like going down. And there's video evidence of it because she posted it on Instagram. I mean, I still think something could have happened, though, you know, and Kenny just didn't know. Like, it could have happened before 6 a.m. or whatever fucking time it was. Um... 
So I think it was Portia, Tanya, and Bolo. Because Tanya freaked out. She quit filming and everything, remember? And I don't know about y'all, but that seems very suspicious to me. Like, she was all over social media denying it. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Portia didn't say shit about it at all. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if it wasn't those three, I think maybe it was just Portia and Bolo. And Kenya's, like, full of shit and just making it up that, like, she heard a third voice. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, moving on to Below Deck. So y'all know I don't really care to recap reunions, but I do have some takeaways. Um, first of all, I completely forgot about Shane. <laughs> I don't, completely forgot about him. And I don't remember the timeline of when he was fucking up versus uh, when Elizabeth was fucking up, but she definitely should have been fired early on, like the same way that Shane was. Francesca should have taken a page out of Eddie's book with that, but she didn't, and that's fine, whatever. Speaking of Elizabeth, she literally looks like a figure skater, and I don't know why. Um, It was a choice. Everyone else looked really great. Um, Elizabeth says that Francesca and Ash were bullies, and that is just a ridiculous accusation. I really wish that people would stop just, like, throwing the word bully around all willy-nilly, because it's very annoying. And anytime they say someone's bullying them, like, that's not what bullying is, okay? They're literally just saying you're not good at your job because you're not, and they want you to do more work because you're not doing anything. Um, But yeah, go off, I guess. Also, Ash says that Elizabeth isn't cut out for yachting, and I fully agree with that. Yachting is not for lazy people. Like, you have to work your ass off, and if you don't want to do that, then you do not need to take this job. Simple as that. And, you know, Elizabeth was just playing the victim the entire time. It's very annoying. She took zero responsibility for her laziness in what she was doing wrong all season. And she was just putting it all on Francesca. And it's like, okay, fine. Also, Josiah was supposed to take Elizabeth's place after she got fired. But, you know, COVID fucked that up and it, you know, canceled the rest of the season. And it really sucks because I really would have loved to have seen him. Um, So I hope that he is on future seasons. I thought he was great, especially with Kate. But I mean, he's really good at his job, like period. So I would love to see him back on a future season. And that's it for Below Deck. Um, There was no new Dallas this week, and that was fine by me because, like I said, (laughs) they're losing me. So whatever. All right. On to Salt Lake. So we got the husbands on part three. Um, (laughs) Robert Sr. and Seth are not there in person. They are on giant screens behind Mary and Meredith. Seth isn't there because he's in Ohio working, and Robert Sr. isn't there because he is old and being cautious because COVID. Also, Robert Sr. is very cranky, okay? (laughs) He wants no parts of this reunion, and he does not appreciate the Mary fucks her granddaddy jokes. But I mean, she does do that. So, sorry, I don't know. (laughs) Um... Also, Meredith has just checked out of this reunion. Like, I don't know if she ever checked in, to be honest. But she says that the show helped her marriage, which we do not hear very often. Um, And I also don't know if I believe her just because she's so damn secretive, you know? And she was literally like, why would I open up and tell y'all about my marriage? And I'm like, I love you, Mare, but 
it's because you're on a reality TV show about your life. So maybe you don't want to be on the show because you won't talk about your marriage or engage in the drama. And that's fine as long as you're not on a Real Housewives show. But you are. So <laughs> you need to do those things, right? And um, we also hear that apparently at some point when Jen and Heather were like arguing about something, Jen compared Heather to Shrek and a manatee, which is disgusting and awful, but like not shocking because Jen, right? Um, and speaking of Jen, she she's the one that I have the most to say about as far as uh, part three goes, because I'm so done with her. Okay, let's just get into it. So this whole Jen is aggressive thing comes up and that she like threatened to bury Whitney in her backyard. And then um, Jen goes into this whole thing about how them labeling her as aggressive and violent is harmful because she's a woman of color and there's a double standard and all of this. Now, while she's explaining this, um, Heather and Whitney get upset because they feel like she called them racist on social media. So they are no longer listening to what she's saying. They're just trying to defend themselves. And Jen gets very upset and starts screaming about how they need to listen. (sighs) All right, I have serious issues with this. Um, Jen was absolutely being aggressive. Like, there is no getting around that, okay? Now, I am sure that Jen has experienced some horrible racism being a woman of color in Utah. I do not doubt that one bit. And Heather and Whitney absolutely have white privilege. Duh. And they do need to just shut up and listen when a person of color is talking about racism, okay? That's a good rule of thumb for non-people of color, all right? However, um... Jen knows these women have not been racist to her. She is just bringing this very real stereotype that is mainly used against us Black women all the time, hence the angry Black woman, um, to not be accountable for her actions. And it's gross, and it pisses me the fuck off. I and tons of other Black women have been labeled the angry Black women for far less. Like, literally just not being super bubbly in a workplace setting or using a stern tone of voice, you know? So Jen can miss me with this because she literally was angry and aggressive. Like, how would you describe her behavior when she on multiple occasions was throwing shit, getting in people's faces, threatening, and getting physical with these women? It was aggressive, period. And she knows that. But instead of taking accountability, she cries racism. Just like when she said the women were trying to silence her and all that, and that it was like them having their knee on her neck, like George Floyd. Just admit that when you get angry, you can get out of control, and you need to work on that because that is a fact. So, In conclusion, I can understand what Jen was trying to say. Um, I'm a Black woman. I get it. But none of that applies to what she was doing on the show. Bottom line is, she's deflecting and using race to do so because she knows it's going to make these white women uncomfortable and scared to call her out on anything after doing so. And that is fucking disgusting. 
and it's not the first time she's done it, and I'm sick and tired of it. So fuck Jen Shaw, and that's all I have to say about that. Um, on a lighter note, Mary fell asleep, <laughs> and she fell asleep during like a pretty heated portion of the reunion, very much like Ramona did before, and that was funny. <laughs> also, at the end of the reunion, she ate the fake snow, and that was <laughs> that was really something. Um. What is wrong with her? <laughs> like, seriously. Is Mary okay? <laughs> oh, God. Um, But all in all, it was a great first season. Um, I think they did a great job. I thoroughly enjoyed myself, and I am happy that we got the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Um, Okay, that's it for them. Moving on to Jersey. So... <laughs> We start off with Marge saying that Jackie clearly doesn't know her audience because there are two rules with this group. You do not use analogies because no one understands <laughs> because no one understands them and you don't bring up kids. And Jackie did both of them, so she's fucked. Now Jackie says she's never going to be around Teresa again and I said okay we'll see about that. Um so after this blowout with Jackie and Teresa, Teresa goes home and she calls Melissa <laughs> and tells her about what happened and Melissa's not buying it, okay? You can tell she's like all right, I don't buy this. Like it doesn't sound right. Because she doesn't sound outraged. She just sounds more confused than anything. And in her confessional, she's like, yeah, I know Teresa had to have messed this up or something or like misunderstood because Jackie would never say that. And then Teresa said, <laughs> Teresa said, I am going to slice and dice Jackie with my tongue. And I said, oh, that sounds more sexual than threatening, to be honest. But like, OK, um, then we see Dolores like talking to her mom about like her whole David situation. And Dolores's parents are married, but they live separately, much like Jackie's parents do. But it works for them. So more power to them. And I'm like, it's no wonder Dolores is doing all this weird shit with Frank and David. <laughs> like it all makes sense now. Also, I don't like David. Do y'all? Like, I just don't think that he's the one for her. And I know she's always bringing up the fact that he won't commit to her, but I low-key think she doesn't want commitment. I think she likes how their relationship is because she likes having her own space and, like, she can do whatever she wants or whatever. Like, she said it herself. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, then we see um, Marge telling Dolores about the Jackie and Teresa situation, and Dolores is like, oh, fuck. I get why Jackie is upset, by um, saying what she said is literally like throwing gasoline on a fire. So not good. And I was like, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So then Teresa calls. <laughs> she calls Jen to tell her about the Jackie situation. Everyone is getting filled in on this situation, okay? And Jen is shocked. She doesn't seem appalled, but she is shocked. <laughs> but she's shocked. Way more shocked than Melissa, Okay. So then Melissa calls Jackie to see what went down. And Jackie says, you know, it was an analogy. And Melissa was like, well, Teresa doesn't understand that. <laughs> we all know it's true. And if you want to get through to her, you do not bring up her daughters. And Jackie was like, well, I just wanted to make her understand. I didn't intend to hurt her. Girl, stop lying. You know you wanted to hurt her. 
You wanted to hurt her just like she hurt you, and you succeeded. Like, just be real about it. Own it! So... (laughs) They um, still have this uh, trip to Lake George planned, and Jackie isn't going, but I kind of wish she was. Like, I want to see them fight some more. (laughs) Again, what does that say about me? I don't care. So um, Melissa and Jen get to Margaret's house first, and I totally forgot about their beef and, like, how they don't fuck with each other. And I'm proud to say that I'm team Jen on this one. Like, I will pick a side with that beef because I just don't like Melissa. Um, So before Teresa gets over there, Marge is like, okay, everyone, um, since Jackie isn't coming, we need to take this opportunity to explain to Teresa's dumbass why she can't go around a man's birthday party spreading a rumor about he cheats on his wife. Okay, one, two, ready, break. (laughs) So, So Teresa shows up and she's like, oh, no Jackie? Darn. I was planning to slice and dice her with my words because she went after my kid. That's too bad. Oh. And Marge is like, no, she didn't go after Gia. It was an analogy. And Therese was like, uh, fuck Jackie and her analogies. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, so then they get on this bus to go to Lake George and Teresa is just still talking about this Evan cheats on Jackie rumor. And she's like, yeah, I mean, I'm not sorry for saying it, but I guess it was a bad time. I don't know. But then she goes on to say that she she was just like looking at Evan at the party and she was thinking, yeah, he's hot. As if being hot means that like someone is a cheater. <laughs> and then she's like, listen, I don't know how their marriage is, but she says she doesn't give him blowjobs. So it's weird because you do that whenever you love someone and like she just would not stop she would not stop and Dolores was like Teresa I'd be mad at you too because I would want to know who said that about my husband but Teresa like completely blows that off and she just keeps going off about how she would destroy Jackie if she was there and she's not hearing anything anyone is saying in this moment so everyone's like okay that's enough for now We'll try and talk some sense into her later. So they get to the lake house and the lake house is super cute. Marge has like pre-ordered all this food. They have a nice lunch. And I'm like, you see that, Kenya? That is how to be a good host. You feed your guests, bitch. (laughs) So of course, Teresa makes a comment about Jackie missing out because even though Jackie isn't there, she is still not going to shut up about the situation. And instead of just ignoring her, they engage in this shit in the worst way. Actually, not they. It was Melissa. So Melissa's like, oh, Margaret, have you talked to Jackie? Is she okay? And Marge is like, no, she is devastated and embarrassed. And Teresa's like, why? She talked about me the same way. And Marge was like, yeah, but it was different because there was photographic evidence. And then she was like, well, you said that Jen's husband sleeps in his girlfriend's bed. And I was like, oh, she might have a point there. (laughs) But Marge was like, yeah, I said that. But five minutes later, I said that I made it up just to hurt her. And I apologized. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Honestly... (sighs) just say you fucked up, Teresa. Like, but she won't because it's Teresa. And then she's like, well, her friend should have kept their mouth shut. Pardon? (laughs) Are you suggesting 
that Jackie and Evan's friends shouldn't have alerted them about the woman at Evan's birthday party spreading a rumor that he cheats on his wife, Jackie? I know not. (laughs) But she is. And then she also says that Jen shouldn't have given her tequila. So in true Teresa fashion, she is taking zero responsibility for her actions, uh, much like Jen Shaw. And it's extremely annoying, okay? So then we see a conversation between Teresa and Gia. And Gia is basically like, well, yeah, mom, you said something that upset Jackie. And that's why she said something in turn that upset you. And she's like, you should apologize because you didn't like it when Jackie was talking about you and dad's cheating rumors. And I'm shocked to hear that because that is not what Gia has been saying on social media. So I wonder if she changed her tune after the trolls started coming at her. And I also wondered if she still thought that Teresa should apologize. So, of course, I went to her Twitter to find out. So Gia tweeted two things after this episode. The first tweet said, I don't want to say every, but most of the housewives have gotten the rift of cheating or been or being cheated on. Just saying. Not saying it's right or acceptable, but this is what you sign up for. The second tweet says, What I said to my mom on the show last night still stands. Her feelings were hurt. Most of the housewives know the feelings, so an apology should be given. I'm just making it aware you sign up for this show for things to come out and drama to be started between the women. Um, okay. So she's saying if you sign up for a reality show, you're signing up for drama with the women. And that is what Teresa did. She started drama with Jackie, and Jackie kept the drama going. Real housewives equals drama. That means all drama, not just cheating drama. So Teresa started some shit, and Jackie responded by hitting below the belt, which, like I said, unfortunately is something that happens sometimes on housewives and in real life when you start shit with people. But it's all drama at the end of the day, right? So what's the problem? Like, help me understand. So Jen and Melissa squashed their beef at dinner, which is cool, I guess. Um, I still remain firmly on team Jen, (laughs) just just so we're clear. Um, Then we see David and Frank going to the gun range together. And Frank talks about how he had an accident that was so bad that he couldn't walk for a while. And so David let him move in with him while he recovered and he helped take care of him. So literally everyone is living with David (laughs) except for Dolores. (laughs) And I think it's hilarious So then Frank tells David about um, what he's doing wrong with Dolores and how to be better in their relationship. And even though I'm not a fan of David's, I think their weird little relationship is actually very cute. (laughs) Um, And that's it for New Jersey. Moving on to Summer House. All right. So Sierra is not feeling Luke at this point just because of how he's handled this whole Hannah situation and how he was yelling at her and all of that. And I think it's hilarious. You know, that's what he gets. (laughs) I'm still blown, though, that he thought bringing a girl that he would like to date into a house with a girl that he used to date was a good idea. And he did date Hannah. 
Were they in a relationship? No, but they definitely dated. So like, yeah, just please use your brain, babe. Like, just think about it for one second. So then we see Luke talking to his sister, and he's telling her about the situation with Hannah. And of course, you know, he's telling his version. And he's like, I mean, what is she going to do? Try and sabotage what I'm trying to build with Sierra? And his sister's like, I mean, yeah, it's a possibility. Which is another reason why you shouldn't have brought Sierra. Stupid. (sighs) But I'm glad he did because I love Sierra. But like, now that you brought her in, I would love it if you would just leave. (laughs) Like, Like, get out. So his sister is like, yeah, well, I mean, I would hear you telling Hannah that you loved her and shit like that. So even if she doesn't want to admit it, she probably caught feelings for you and you hurt her. So now she's mad. And that's exactly what happened, except for he's completely downplaying the whole situation and acting like she is crazy for feeling the way that she does, as if he played no part in it, which is infuriating. And again, he initiated this entire thing. Hannah was dating a guy coming into last summer, and he was all over her. And then when she broke it off with that guy, Luke Luke would, like, seriously trip whenever Hannah would flirt with, like, other guys. But I guess he forgot about that. Ugh. So Kyle and Amanda are sick of the Hannah and Luke shit. And Amanda is like, I mean, yeah, Luke is an asshole. And then here comes Kyle being on Luke's side, like, don't pin it all on Luke. And Amanda was like, whatever, Hannah's my friend, and I'm going to be there for her because that's what she needs right now, okay? She needs friends that do not see Luke's side at all. And I felt that. Like, you need that friend. And you also need the friend that's going to see the other person's side, but they play their positions at different times, and that's, like, key. That's the most important part, okay? Timing. (laughs) I personally am an Amanda. Y'all know I'm down to be mad at a straight man whenever I can. So like if you're upsetting my friend, it's absolutely fuck you forever. (laughs) I don't care what happened. Um, But Kyle is just concerned about Amanda in this situation because last summer Amanda had Hannah's back and she took Luke's side over Amanda's and it really sucked. So I understand Kyle's concern. Like he's just looking out for his girl. So I totally get it. But it's still fuck Luke. (laughs) Then uh, the entire house has like a mullet war. I, they all put, they all put on mullet wigs and just play like a, a bunch of dumb games. Like it's kind of like field day in elementary school. Did y'all have that? Do you remember that? You would just play like a bunch of random like games and like relay races all day. Like that's exactly what they were doing. Very on brand for Summer House. Okay. So Luke realizes that all of this shit with Hannah is messing with his chances to get with Sierra. And That is what drives him to apologize to Hannah. Like, that's the reason. (laughs) Not because he was shitty to her. And I'm like, (laughs) whatever, fine. So he pulls her to talk and they have an actual, like, heartfelt conversation. Luke takes responsibility for, you know, leading Hannah on. And I said, wow. And then I said, well, is this real or not? Like, I'm just always skeptical but they made up, so they're all good now. So then we see a conversation um, with Sierra and her mom, and they talk about nursing because her mom is a nurse too, and she talks about how her mom drilled into her the importance of being independent. 
and having your own money and all that. And I said, girl, same. My mom did the exact same thing with me and I thank God for it. Um, and that was it. I mean, it just was cute to see her talking to her mom. So Kyle talks about how this summer they don't have a cleaning lady because of COVID. So everyone needs to be pulling their own weight and cleaning up after themselves. And I said, LOL, good luck with that. First of all, there's too many fucking people in that house. Like someone is bound to be a slob. Like actually multiple people are bound to be slobs. And that's unfortunate. Like, oh my God, remember the bad girls club or or even like the real world. Really any situation where a bunch of people are sharing a living space, it's going to be a mess. And you're going to have one or two people who are constantly cleaning because they don't want to live in filth but they're also angry about it because they shouldn't have to clean up after other grown adults. I would have to leave. Like, it just would not work for me. One time I had this roommate who was such a slob. Like, we shared a bathroom and she would never clean it. And she was disgusting. And even after, like, having multiple conversations with her about it, she still just wouldn't clean the shit. And I was like, I cannot live like this. I'm literally going to kill this girl. So, I started using our other roommate's bathroom who had the master because it was that bad. Like, she was a horrible roommate. Like, she also gave her boyfriend a key to our house without telling us. And he just, like, walked in one day while me and our other roommate were just, like, hanging out in our underwear, eating Fruity Pebbles in the kitchen. And we had a big blowout over that. (laughs) We had a big blowout. Like, that is the closest I've ever come to fighting someone. But... That's another story for another day. Um, so yeah, I feel where Kyle is coming from. Um, you know, so Kyle was just pissed at Hannah. He was already pissed because of the Luke stuff. And now he's pissed because she is not cleaning or helping with anything. She literally offered <laughs> to handle the trash and she is not doing it. And that is irritating. You volunteered to do this. Why would you do that if you do not intend on handling the trash? Like, I can't handle that. Also, Sierra's room is an absolute mess, like, at all times. It looks like a fucking tornado went through there. But you know what? As long as she keeps it in her room, fine. I don't care. Not my problem. So uh, then we have a beach day, and Danielle is talking about how she feels uncomfortable, like, being herself at work because she, you know, she works in tech finance and she is surrounded by these straight white men who already don't take her seriously because she's a woman, but she's also Latina and she's got this body and that she feels like she has to, like, tone herself down and just be a plain Jane at work because maybe that will help, you know, a little bit with them taking her seriously. She says she doesn't even feel comfortable wearing, you know, her naturally curly hair to work. And it's it's so fucked up, but it's like so real. And Sierra was like, I feel you. I definitely have my moments of insecurity wearing my natural hair as well. And I was like, honestly, same especially in a work setting where you have these people who think a black woman's hair in its natural state is unprofessional. Like, it's bullshit. So, like, I, you know, definitely have my moments of insecurity with that. I've definitely gotten better about it with age, but I still have my moments, like, 
a lot of them, to be honest, but like, ugh, I don't even want to get into that right now. Um, so then <laughs> they see Luke and Hannah and they're like playing catch. And Amanda's like, um, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> and Lindsay was like, oh yeah. I mean, they made up like Hannah told us about the talk that she and Luke had. And Amanda was like, hmm, that's interesting. She didn't tell me about that. And I didn't realize that Hannah hadn't told Amanda. I thought she was in the car. I thought she was there whenever Hannah was telling Paige about it. I don't know. So yeah, like that was weird. And I was like, well, this is going to come up later for sure. And it is not going to be pretty. And it wasn't. (laughs) Okay. So they get back to the house and they're eating and they decide to have a house meeting about the cleaning situation. And Kyle is basically like, well, there's some people in this house that aren't pulling their weight. You know, they wake up late and everything's clean. And (laughs) literally Paige, Sierra, and Hannah are obviously the ones that they are talking about the cameras on them. Um, Paige doesn't give a shit. I don't think Sierra does either. (laughs) And I think that's hilarious. Um, They just like don't react at all. So then, but Hannah chimes in and she just starts defending herself fiercely because she knows she doesn't clean and she's just like making all of these excuses. And it's very annoying. You know, she took me back to a place of like, (laughs) me giving my mom a bunch of excuses when she called me out about not doing my chores. Like, that's what's happening here. You know you're not doing your part, so just apologize and do better. Like, simple as that. But no. So Hannah and Kyle start going back and forth about it, and Hannah takes it somewhere it does not need to go. She's like, you can yell at Amanda if you want to, but you're not going to do it to me. And I was like, ugh why? (laughs) Why did you take it there? You know, so now Kyle starts yelling about how she is obsessed with Luke and poor Sierra is just sitting there like, what the fuck? Oh my God, y'all are so nasty to each other. Like y'all are supposed to be friends. What is going on? And I said, welcome to Summer House, babe. (laughs) Welcome. So then Kyle takes it to the next level and he's like, you're not invited to the wedding. And I was like, oh my God. So now Amanda is telling Kyle to shut up and let it go. Paige is telling Hannah to shut up and let it go. But they just keep going. And then Hannah says that Kyle is insecure about his relationship. And then Amanda throws a drink at Hannah. And it was a mess. So everyone goes their separate ways to try and calm down. And Paige even tries to talk sense into Hannah. But Hannah is not hearing it. She just, like, walks away from that and starts crying. And, oh, a mess a mess. Um, So then the next morning, Carl gets a call that his brother died. And it is so sad. I feel awful for him. And like, that was the end of the episode. Like he went and told Lindsay. And so I don't, I, I guess we will see more of that next week, but it's just, oh, I feel so bad for him. Like that is awful. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's the end of that episode and that's the end of this episode. I'm sorry to end on such a sad note. Um, but you know, I, I will be back next week and we'll have fun then. I actually have something really fun planned for next week's episode. So I cannot wait for y'all to hear that. Um, remember to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at mainly bravo and go to patreon.com slash bitches better to become a patron and get some bonus content. I will talk to y'all next week. I love you. Bye.